Hello, everyone. I welcome you to The Butterfly Effect, a mental health podcast to help you navigate through adversity and begin your transformative journey to healing mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. From anxiety to domestic violence, this podcast will discuss a wide range of mental health topics, hearing real people discuss their raw experiences. Because this podcast touches on sensitive topics, listener discretion is advised, and the information that is provided is not meant to diagnose or treat any mental health condition or be a substitute for therapy. If you are experiencing any mental health symptoms while listening, I encourage you to contact somebody that you trust or a mental health provider in your community. So, without further ado, let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Butterfly Effect podcast. My name is Queen Shimoniak, and I welcome you to this week's episode. I hope all of you guys had an amazing week and you enjoyed my previous episode about victimization. If you love and support my podcast, don't forget to share with your family, friends, and loved ones. And if you'd like to keep up with me, you can follow me at the Butterfly Effect podcast underscore on Instagram. If you have any questions, have ideas for future episodes, or would even like to be a guest, you can email me at thebutterflyeffectpdct at gmail.com. Also, if you would like to contribute a small donation to help future episodes, you can send that to my cash app, which is in the description box. So guys, for this episode, I'm super excited because I have two people this week, two amazing, talented, down-to-earth individuals that are actually a couple. So I hope all of you guys enjoyed it. So without further ado, let's get started. Everybody, welcome to my podcast. Thank you so much, you guys, for joining me. Uh, if you don't mind introducing yourselves to my audience and letting us know um, a little bit about yourselves. Go for it. Well, I'm Aaron. I am Aaron Hilson, Hollywood Hilson on Instagram. <laughs> I'm from Ohio. I uh, came down here about a year ago in hopes to become a uh, super entrepreneur and a uh, world famous bodybuilder. Still in the works, but we're working. Yes, and I'm Caitlin Hitter. I'm from good old Indiana. I moved to Frisco, Texas in February. Um, moved here with my job with Lifetime Fitness. And um, after the pandemic, um, decided to take a different route with my career and start the biz- this business with the love of my life. So that business is called AKH Fitness, and I think we're going to talk about it a little bit today. Awesome. So you guys came from like two very different parts of the world and then kind of trickled down to Dallas. So how did you guys even meet? Like, when did y'all meet? Like, I'm such a sappy person for like how couples came together and stuff like that. So tell me about it. So uh, one day I was at... uh... I was at work, just uh, going through Instagram, came up on her profile, figured out a slide up in her DMs real quick, and then, boom, that's the start of a, of a journey. So, you know, how normal people meet in 2020. Oh, okay. <laughs> that makes so much sense. It was a little bit more smooth than that. 
Um, he did. He slid in my Instagram. It was a coincidence. I think he messaged me the second day that I actually moved to Dallas. Um, so yeah, it was it was a coincidence. We planned to hang out a couple times. Um, didn't really fall through. I was still trying to get myself situated here. He actually uh, made a comment at one point, I think after the second or third time that I rescheduled on him, he goes, my time is very valuable. And I was like, touche, touche. You know what? You're right. Well, let's get together. And it happened to fall on Valentine's Day. So yeah. Oh my God. That is hilarious. I have the same type of energy, like time is money. My time is valuable. Don't waste it. Like, you can do anything in the world, just don't waste my time. So, I mean, you saw her on Instagram. Like, what was, like, the first, for both of y'all, like, what was the first thing that caught y'all's, like, attention to each other? Like, what were some of, like, the qualities, like, after you started hanging out with each other that you just noticed that just made you even more attracted to each other? Um, for me, I would say... Uh, her calling me on my BS. I say that really kind of like put me in line to be real with myself. And it's always good to have that um, voice inside of your head be like right there in front of your face. So mm-hmm. things felt subconsciously that you won't listen to because I mean, if we always listen to our subconscious, we would probably be a lot a lot more better of a uh, position in our lives but we learn but yeah it was more of her just telling me uh calling me out on different things that i would do that uh helped me grow as a person so having someone do that for me was uh definitely good to have in my life because it um it gave me like balance and it helped me become more real with myself that's good i mean that's like a really big thing as far as meeting someone it's good to be like on the same like the same wavelength but it's good when someone could like make you take a step back and be like hey like I think that you could do this a little better or this is something that of your behavior that I'm not comfortable with like let's talk about it that takes like good communication like compromise so that's like that's really good um what about you my dear how what were some things that just attracted you well I'll go ahead and bring the appearance aspect into it because when I saw him on Instagram, yes, it was a good looking man, but I was like, this man is way too pretty to like be this pretty in person. (laughs) And he, you know, we ended up hanging out on Valentine's day. And the first, I think one of the first things I said to him, I was like, you do not give your face enough credit. I said, you need to put like more of this face, like look at it on Instagram. And you know, it was, um, humbling and what was really, really humbling was the very first time that we hung out. He was um, so surreal, so comfortable too. It wasn't a like trying to grab so much of my attention. He wasn't trying to impress me. He was just there and trying to get to know me. His hospitality was very surreal. Um, and then on top of that, I mean, I really, it was kind of the biggest like eye opener to me was like our morals. So we ate, I cooked him chicken, red potatoes, and broccoli the first time that we hang out or hung out. And Ooh, okay, um, a chef. We both knew, like, we were like weighing out our macros. Like, we both knew that we lived 
very similar lifestyles. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was very easy to understand. And the fact that we could literally just sit and talk for like, I think we lost track of time for like six hours. We just like literally sat down and talked and like got vulnerable with each other. Um, so being able to do that with somebody that isn't trying to consistently impress you was, was a huge eye opener to me. That's really good. Cause I just know that, you know, first impressions are a big thing and also just like feeling each other. It's not just like looking at them and just knowing how well you're going to mesh with them, but also energetically, like if your spirits are just like repelling each other, then it's not going to go as smooth as you would anticipate. And you'll almost like misread the other person's intentions. So it's really good. Y'all were like literally on like the same kind of page or like energy and like like spiritually so that's really good um do you guys feel like you know each other's like love languages very well like how long have y'all been dating yeah so we've been dating since february um i it's actually kind of funny that you are asking us this question because i think we just started to um really dive into love languages this past month and when i say that um I think it it took a little too long for us to kind of start to learn each other's love languages because I know for me, for instance, I was definitely trying to love him in my love language for way too long, which mine is acts of service. Oh, okay. Um, it's weird because I know a lot of females that are huge on words of affirmation or touch or gifts. Mine is if you make the bed in the morning or... I don't know, you sweep the floor or you open the door for me. Like that goes such a, such a long way. Um, mm-hmm. Literally is something that just gives me the butterflies all day long. Aww. Um, <laughs> that is mine. What about yours? Um, we kind of diagnosed my love language. <laughs> um, so really just got into uh, learning exactly what that is when I started Dating her, um, so what was it? Was it words, uh, of words of affirmation. Yeah. Awesome. So just, um, I've always been one to believe that uh, if you have something to say, then say it. I've always been very verbal with, no matter who it was in any point of my life, I believe if there's a way that you're feeling that you should tell that person. So I incorporate that into literally every single relationship that I'm in, whether it be business, personal, or my own love life. That's awesome. It does a really good job of, of words of affirmation as well, and I think that's kind of what allowed us to see what his was. Because I was like, he does. Like, he literally uh, compliments me. He's always telling me I'm beautiful. Like, he will say anything uplifting. He says things that a lot of women wish that they had in a relationship. Um, so, yeah. That's that's really good because I um, I started to delve more into the love languages because, you know, being a psych major, that is something that we just naturally come across, but it's something that's not talked about a lot and it's not something that's a big deal in our society. I think it's recently become something that more couples or just like people in general want to know because love languages goes beyond relationships. It goes to friendships. It goes to how you communicate with your family and for me, what's so funny is my physical, like my um, love language is physical touch. That's the first one. So I come off like a clingy person when in reality, I'm just a very like touchy feely person. And that's just because my mom was like that with me. And then 
both of y'all's actually tied like when I did my quiz like acts of service and words of affirmation were tied together so um when you get to know your love language you not only get to know like a part of yourself but you also feel like you're able to act like truly communicate to the other person how to feel loved and cared for because when you're in a relationship you can kind of get in those moments where one person feels like the other person isn't doing enough or they're not um excuse me like caring enough and in reality it's just because two people have different ways of showing that love language and the quality of that love language so that's really good like what do you guys like do to really incorporate aside from you know he always tells you that you're beautiful and stuff like that do you um what do you what are other things that you both do to ensure that both of y'all feel that love and affection from each other or maintain it yeah so like i said this is um a very new topic in our relationship so we're actually um you know a relationship in general you're consistently growing so i think this is something that we have consciously been working on this past month um yesterday morning i may have woke up to i think i went and grabbed some coffee and i came back and the bed was made um so that was really really cool uh honestly literally made my day um and then you know for me it to be honest it came up to a disagreement that we had one day um and the disagreement wasn't something that we were gonna agree on at all um and i just remember looking at him and just i just stopped i was like you know what this is this is pointless um and i just said you are loved you are so loved and just told him that i literally loved him and his reaction to that was absolutely amazing so um like i said this is a completely new step in our relationship and it's exciting going to mold us um and help us grow better together in our relationship doesn't mean that we're nailing it perfectly right now but (laughs) it's like we're both working on it what do you think um I would say uh, same as you, definitely growing and trying to incorporate that consciously into our uh, to our relationship. So, especially with um, communication and actually talking to each other about how we feel, as opposed to um, uh, adding tension to the relationship or just acting through emotion. So instead of walking around thinking about what's made us angry actually um, telling that person like how we feel and getting the problem fixed become before it becomes like a bigger problem. That's good. That's awesome. So I know you guys mentioned in the beginning that you both have a business together. I know you guys have a business together because I'm just a heavy supporter for both of y'all. Um, so um, what is like, why did y'all start to begin with? Like, I know you guys had the same morals and even had the same lifestyle, but if you were to strip away all of that, like, what is the core of why you started it, and why, like, why are you so passionate about? It? I remember the day we started it. We were in a car, right down the street, at a stoplight, making the left onto our street. Yeah, we uh, when we met, we both knew, you know, he was a little bit more heavy in the bodybuilding scene than I was. Um, I. <laughs> competed a couple years ago and was just wanting to grow with lifetime. Um, I knew ultimately that, you know, sales, yes, I was comfortable. I've had an awesome career, but I knew deep down inside for years now that 
my calling was to work in the health industry. Um, it's completely changed my life. So when, you know, the pandemic happened and this year happened to, to take a toll on us all, um, Aaron and I kept finding ourselves in sticky situations with different jobs. And we realized that we wanted to be a light in other people's lives this year. Um, and we were, we were driving down the street one day and I just was like, what are we doing? We're both entrepreneurs. Like, what are we doing? Like, let's get this business started. So we sat and we talked about it. And I think within the next couple hours, we just started game planning and, and made it happen. Um, I know Aaron has a, a pretty cool story about how he actually was uh, working on a business before we even talked about starting the business together. Oh, really? Yeah. Tell me about that, Aaron. I would love to know that little story if you would like to share. I wouldn't call it really interesting, would you? I think it's quite interesting. I think he was doing, I, I don't think he gives himself enough credit for what he was doing. He already had some clients before, you know, the pandemic and was already chasing after your yeah. career and stuff. Yeah, so... Um... When I was in Ohio, I started it. I was I would always be working some nine to five job constantly, and then it was just the business is more of just like extra income. So the business I treated it as I hate to say it, but like you know you have your side job and then you treated it like doing Lyft or Uber or something like that. It was just supplemental money, just money to pay for it. Like literally, well, <laughs> supplements like mm -hmm. before my bodybuilding career, and then. Um, just wasn't generating enough money in Ohio. And I did come to a realization that the business could be more, which is like part of the reason why I came here is because I knew how much potential for, uh, for uh, growth there was in Texas, not in Ohio. There wasn't a, a let's stay in Youngstown. And the last thing on anyone's mind in Youngstown was becoming fit and healthy and really incorporating that lifestyle into their life because a lot of people were focused on uh, partying, just getting by, just making enough money to uh, pay for college and move on with their job, which is nothing wrong with that. But Youngstown was a little, uh, it was a little different. It was more of just like everyone's going through the motions there, just trying to survive. But that, yeah. When I came here, I knew there'd be a, a lot more throughout the business here. Picked up a couple more people here and then kind of slowed it down due to fact that I was working a, uh, a dead-end job that kind of like really took advantage of like she says my potential and that's what really geared me towards uh, wanting to start this business with her because when she asked me about starting the business there I could have easily said that I'm not ready for it but we kind of were just in the same mindset uh, that we wanted a lot more because we were both struggling with our jobs and it was like really playing as part on our relationship because we would take the stress of our our, um, our jobs in the outside world and bring them in on each other. Yeah, yeah we'll bring it home. So, yeah, teamwork was, makes the dream work. So. It was, uh, you know, when, when he said that we have bad experiences with our, our, you know, our jobs, um, we got tired of feeling devalued as people, especially like working in the health industry already. Um, you know, we both work for corporate gyms and um, work mm -hmm. in the health industry and always wanted to, I always personally wanted to switch over to the training department, um, but I didn't always fully agree with the morals. And um, I also 
you know, I just think there is a little bit more time that you need to put into people versus just like one hour of time that you get with them working in the gym. Um, so after, you know, feeling as if it just, you know, I think this year was just a reality check that we, in order to feel valued and in order to value ourselves more, um, and finding time more time to, you know, work on our relationship with ourselves and each other. The biggest thing was to surround ourselves with people, surround ourselves with people with the same morals that do want to live a healthy lifestyle like us and that are willing to grow. Um, the biggest thing too is like, you know, we're, we're in a growing phase as coaches. So being able mm-hmm. to those clients, um, it's going to make them feel valued and they're going to value you more by being vulnerable and being open and, and uh, you know, being not just a coach, but being a team player with them, you know, to admit that you're growing with them. Um, so I think, you know, the biggest thing was not just everything that happened this year, but was just tired of not feeling valued and realizing mm-hmm. the realization of like what our potential truly is. That's really cool because, um, Aaron, you mentioned you came from like a small town. I did. I think when I first met you, I, I mentioned to you that I did as well. And like, it comes a point where you no longer want to be a part of what feels like a simulation or it feels like you're just going through the same cycle and nothing's really changing. Everything around you is very stagnant. And at some point you see beyond that and you see beyond, you don't know what it is. You just want to go for that feeling. You want to go for like what you feel like you deserve. And you kind of go, both of y'all kind of went through these stages of coming to a point where you felt devalued and you like, like you could do so much more like with yourself and that's a part of your own growth as well like being able to have that realization because some people do have that realization but they're too afraid to leap into the abyss knowing that people as people we don't like to feel like there's some sense of like uncertainty and when we feel that way we don't want to go for it we don't want to see what's beyond the veil but at some point the universe or god whomever you believe in is going to push you to see that and it's up to you whether or not you want to fully embrace it so I think that's a beautiful story like that's beautiful to see both of y'all go through your own like transformations to just come to a place where you both were on the same page like you know what let's just start our business let's just do that completely so with starting like fitness how did you guys even get into fitness was it like a coping mechanism was it something that you know, kept you distracted? Like, why Why did you even start in this business to begin with? Are you wanting to know why we started in the business or why we wanted to start, why we started our fitness journey? Your yeah. fitness journey. Gotcha. Um, for me, I would say it was a uh, coping mechanism. I, people ask me when I started working out, and I was a really tough, like, since I was a kid, since I was actually able to work out, I was working out, like, when I was like functional, when I was able to pretty much walk. My dad got me into it. Um, well, I'm going to say my father got me into it, but he, I was just lucky enough to have him know that, like know the importance of like fitness and incorporating that into a lifestyle. But um, back home, so I sitting in Youngstown, small area, wasn't much to do. Grew up in a, in a rough, in a rough neighborhood, like the east side of Youngstown, which is only second to worst of uh, the south side of Youngstown. So we weren't able to leave the house much. So there would be times where I'm just, every summer, like we didn't have like friends. It was only just me, my brothers, and my sister. 
I was in that house all summer, in that neighborhood, like in that field playing all summer with no one else but ourselves. But uh, I feel like just working out in itself just helped me gain confidence. Uh, I was always the shortest one out of everybody, even though I was like second to oldest or third to oldest. And it really just helped me become like comfortable and keep me distracted from, I guess, like, like reality in, in my head. My reality was that I was just, that I was small and that I really wouldn't amount to anything based off of my, like, my uh, aesthetics, like my physical look. So it just helped me mentally and physically. So as a kid thinking that, which is odd for a young boy to really think, I just uh, kept doing it throughout my life. It just helped me become more confident, honestly. It really just started from confidence. And then just growing up and uh, knowing that I loved this so much and was only able to focus on so many things at one time. So I figured, why not? It's funny because I always thought, why not do what I'm good at for the rest of my life? Not, I wasn't really sure on how I was going to like make money off of it. Of course, as mm -hmm. a kid, but I always want to do it because it made me happy. And I always just want to do things that make me feel good no matter where I'm at financially or anything in my life. I just always want to put something in my life that's positive, that's going to make me feel good as a person. Awesome. What about you, my love? Um, so I would say my fitness journey, my, you know, working out, I started when I was 17 back in 2013. Um, and it, I would say it was a coping mechanism at first, um, just because you know, I was a middle child with two boys and I never found my expertise or my talent. I wasn't good at sports. Um, I really struggled in school. Uh, the only thing I was, you know, I'd say I was semi good at was a little bit of some artwork and then also just relationships. I love socializing with people and connecting with people. Um, so one thing that I found in the gym, my dad's the one that really, you know, started motivating me to go and it, first day that I went, I was hooked. It was, um, I don't know, yeah, it was my coping mechanism, but the people there, um, you know, I'm from a small town too in Indiana, and granted, a lot of it was elders, but I love the, um, the words of wisdom and the uplifting moments, you know, these elders in this gym just always, every single morning or evening that I was there, they always were just so encouraging, um, and they didn't see many, you know, young individuals in there, and a lot of them were people my church as well so it just allowed me to feel somewhere where I could be open be myself um my, my health journey my actual you know journey when it came to finally starting to educate myself and realizing like this can change my life was when I was 21 I got diagnosed with something called polycystic ovarian syndrome um and that was quite a reality check to me I my weight was fluctuating within 80 pounds for a few years and I was working out, not understanding why doctors told me, you know, you'll probably never be able to have kids. Um, here's a ton of meds to help with, you know, blood sugar, insulin. Um, you know, we want to prevent diabetes. I was borderline diabetic and they were pretty much trying to hand me all these, these medications. And, uh, I told them I'd see them next year. I, um, hired a registered dietitian and worked with a couple of different coaches um, and everything was a complete 360 just by focusing on my nutrition. Um, so once I realized 
that I can be in control of my mind, body, and spirit, my hormones, my energy, um, my attitude, all through the way that I take care of myself and I nourish the body. I realized this is no longer a fitness journey. This is no longer about my appearance. This is um, something that I want other people to feel and, and understand and be excited about as well and, and make it a part of their lifestyle. And that's kind of what motivated me to uh, jump into this health coaching mindset. That's awesome. I feel like um, fitness really does teach you a lot of things and expose things about yourself that we kind of take for granted at some point and then as you delve into it deeper I mean you learn confidence you learn self-love you learn to be more attentive to your body because this is the only body that we get and we can't like we can't abuse that we can't think that we're so invincible that we can just go out into the world and not take care not be functioning to be able to achieve our goals and to reach for our dreams and do all these little things that we want to do we can't do it without a full functioning body and you know you both mentioned you know confidence and being able to have like a sense that sense of community um what were some things that along your fitness journey you were able to almost understand about yourself like were there some things that your fitness journey taught you as far as like deeper parts of you that you didn't want to be approached to or tell me about that or be more attentive not only to yourself but to other people um one thing that i caught was it becoming a uh, it can become addicting sometimes and it's not necessarily a bad thing but um sometimes you know, you gain confidence and that is, you know, something I want all of my clients to gain is, is more confidence in themselves. Um, but that can turn into pride. So, you know, something that I ran into even after my first bodybuilding show was like, like I was excited, you know, I, I finally accomplished something. I, I finally did something. Um, and that pride goes a long way. And when you carry so much pride on your shoulders and then all of a sudden, you know, it, it, first of all, it's it's not healthy for yourself, but then you start to develop bad relationships with food and with your body. So you hold yourself to such a high standard that if you slip and you fall a little bit um, or you gain a little bit of weight, then all of a sudden you realize all of these bad relationships that you have with, with food, with the scale, with your body, or even your attitude, your demeanor starts to change in your everyday life. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's not healthy. So I came to realization that, you know, it's, this is a growing process. This is a lifestyle. Um, and you have to learn to love yourself through the entire process, even when you do slip. Um, and that's where I try to be more attentive with my clients is, you know, you're not going to have your perfect days. You're going to have your days that you don't want to work out. Um, you're going to have, you know, more hormonal days than, than others. And, to keep the girls motivated and to mm -hmm. help them stay focused on self-love and loving the process is, is the biggest thing to me, to be honest. That's really good. I know we were talking about it uh, yesterday about the power of like our words and like negative self-talk and the negative attachments that we could have towards fitness in general or health and to food especially because like we were talking about yesterday like how like, yes, we have this 
physical body, but it's holding like our spirit. So what we speak out, what we do, what we ever we put our intentions to can negatively affect our like our self-esteem, our bodies, all these different things. So that's really good that throughout this journey, you were able to be aware of something like that, because being aware of self-love and how you had to, you know, have that experience with yourself, you're able to be more attentive to other people and know how to motivate them and motivate yourself in the process. So aside from your business, aside from fitness, for both of y'all, you know, you mentioned it's kind of a coping mechanism, but do you have other coping mechanisms aside from fitness? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I have to give Aaron the props, though, when it comes to um, helping me. He really, really helped me with having a better relationship with food. Um, self-love is something that I was, you know, preached and practiced before I met Aaron, but something that I couldn't get over was looking at food as fuel or finding ways to enjoy cheat meals because I was on such a roll for so long and all of a sudden he's like, you need to eat, like you need to stop, stop <laughs> upset with yourself or waking up the next day and being mad because you had a cheat meal and I wasn't even really eating, like I eat like steak, sweet potatoes from like a Texas Roadhouse or something and he would be like, oh my goodness, like look at this as fuel and within the time being of our relationship, my body has completely it, it utilizes all of, of the nutrients and stuff from the cheat meals and uses its fuel. So props to him for that one. But yeah, I'm sure his mechanism is food. Yeah. I like to eat a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all do. Like I would say food for me is it one of one of my little coping mechanisms and it took me a really long time to have that good relationship with food and to tell myself like it's okay to eat like it's okay to you know like take this time to enjoy something that you love especially you know I have tons of allergies so to be able to tell myself like queen like go eat something that you like like you're allergic to everything else in the world just go enjoy yourself don't think of it as like a negative thing so that's really awesome it seems like you both influence are like positive influences in each other's lives, you know, being on the same path and having like your business together. But do you feel like from the time that you guys started dating to now, were there any ways that you felt challenged to grow or was um, triggered to even start growing together? That's the definition of our relationship. And (laughs) to be honest, yeah. I mean, we met during like literally a month before the pandemic. So our entire relationship, our entire, you know, our entire past few months, entire year has been a challenge, just like it has for many people. So um, I could probably fill up about five notebooks of all the challenges that we have been through. <laughs> and the biggest one, honestly, is building this business together. It is, it's been a challenge. I'll let him touch base more on challenges. Yeah, it's been a challenge. More financially than any, I'd say, and then yes. you know that money paths like quite literally rules the world. So it's like we take a lot of our uh, stress from our finances and incorporate that into our uh, incorporate that into our everyday lives, and it like really takes a toll on us. Like, mm-hmm. man, like I told her the other day, like I wish that like I'm not really in material things. As long as I got a gym, I'm fine. But I told her the other day we were talking that I wish we can just like I wish I could take all my loved ones and just move out. 
to an island where we just didn't have to rely on anything. It was just us. We would just like hunt for our food, eat fruits. <laughs> yeah, and like, he straight up said this. Yeah, I was, like, I was like so serious too. Like, and it's just like because uh, it's just I don't know. It's just a, a lot of people let their uh, let finances get the best of them, and mm-hmm. we really kind of like adapted to it by knowing that we had help with each other. Like, we have literally been helping each other. We had to humble ourselves enough to know that if we needed something we could ask the other person that's really good that's i i applaud you both for like you know being able to communicate that and just know what you feel like has been the biggest challenge because when you communicate that that's how you're able to start like figuring out how to you know move past that and like keep your head like you know like forward and not think so highly on like all these huge mountains in your life that you feel like you can't conquer so along with all these challenges do you feel like some of these challenges have triggered past emotions or wounds that you thought that you healed from whether that's from family you know childhood or even in past relationships it did it it did for a little bit um i wouldn't say too much recently i come from a very um, I come from an amazing family. I, my parents are my best friends. Um, you know, the only little bit of past, or past childhood trauma that I dealt with was a little bit of bullying here and there. Um, I Most of the bullying came from my brothers, who are my best friends, of course. <laughs> um, so, you know, I didn't have to deal with too much growing up. And uh, one thing that I did come to realization, though, was... Um, we were watching actually a, a sermon one day and it was all about forgiveness. And I came to the realization that there is a lot of things that happened to me when I was younger that I didn't realize I still carried on my shoulders due to not forgiving them or even forgiving myself. Um, hmm. So I think some of the, those burdens that I've been carrying for years, it's like literally like carrying weight on your shoulders that you didn't even realize that you were carrying. I think was brought into the relationship during some of these challenges. Um, and, you know, yeah, it's, it's, he, he touched base on it. Like this is a very like hard year financially for everyone. And I hadn't found myself in a tough financial spot like this since I was 18. Um, but the beautiful thing that I found through these challenges, I think both actually both of us, like when we face new challenges, we don't even sweat it anymore. I mean, yes, it's on the top of our mind, but we have completely different mindsets now. We're like, we've been through this before. We've been through worse. Like, we're going to get through it. Like, God's going to allow us. He's going to, you know, show us the path to get through this. He always does. Um, I could easily, you know, I could go find another sales position and, and make great money, but the I've enjoyed all of these challenges and so much growth with him that I'd rather be where I'm at at right now and continue to grow to build an empire versus go back and work for somebody else. So yeah, it's been a lot of challenges. <laughs> a lot of <laughs> challenges, right? Yeah. So um I agree with that, you know, when it comes to forgiveness, because when you go through so many things, you don't at when you're younger, you don't realize the gravity of you as a child just soaking everything and you just essentially become a sponge and you take in so much that at some point 
that sponge needs to release. And it will start to release as you get older, the more things that start to trigger you, whether you are in a relationship or you're making, you know, concrete connections with other people, they will say things that will trigger you that you have no idea why you're being triggered in the first place. You have no idea where it's coming from. You start to like feel upset or angry or beat yourself up. You do these, like you go through these like different cycles of just trying to understand what's going on. It's not until you take that step back and you're like, okay, let me evaluate where this is really coming from. Like, where's the root of the problem? Because like we go through our lives thinking that there are no problems. And at some point you're going to have to open your eyes that you have to acknowledge the things that happened to you. You have to acknowledge like the people that hurt you or the things that have caused issues in your own life, because that's how you're going to be able to be closer together, like as people, as a person and, you know, with your significant other. So with opening up, like for you guys, do you feel like, um, like what kept you, did any, were there any fears that kept you from opening up to each other? Or do you feel like it was easy? Like what feel like pushed you both to become closer than ever? <laughs> um, I'd say the main thing for me has always just been, um, it's always been our trust and that stems like you said from um just a childhood of just like i guess uh things and relationships taking a toll on my soul that kind of like i want to say molded me to who i am today but like gave me that like helped me carry the thoughts from me being younger into the things that i associate myself with today so I guess just opening up to people has always been my problem, which is why I've only been in one other relationship my whole life. And then um, just, and I feel like this year is really just like a blessing and a curse because me being here in Texas and the only person that I know, that, that I actually know being the love of my life really helped me with trust because I, whether I like it or not, like I have no one else to rely on besides her. And mm-hmm. to me to trust her, so it's almost just like a, uh, it's just really almost like me exercising my trust and learning that not everyone is against me. Yeah, that's really good. I mean, like to be able, I mean, like you both just got here essentially and are able to, yes, you have this business together, but it's pushed you to become closer. You've already created a foundation to be vulnerable to be honest to communicate to be understanding all of these different qualities that comes with being in in a relationship and all these things may sound like oh well that's a given for what it means to be with somebody but there really is a unique like interesting feeling that happens when two people really do align and they're on the same page and they're able to speak out their truth with no filter without feeling they have to um like mold themselves into what the other person thinks that they want. They can freely be themselves with no like restrictions at all. So I love that for you guys. So I would, so would you say that you both are very aware of your traumas and your experiences or suppressed emotions? Yeah. For sure. That's awesome. Do you feel like, oh, go on. I was just saying, um, I think, you know, it took, again, I think it was the past few months that allowed us to really open up. Like there were things that neither one of us really knew about each other from our childhood. So we took a Colorado trip. 
I don't know, this summer, and, like, we got to know each other a lot, then, you know, after a couple more vulnerable conversations, um, we learned more about each other's childhood and, like, our own hearts and stuff that we've been through, um, probably within the last few months, so I think that's another good example of, like, a relationship is always growing, um, and something else, you know, that all we had to rely on this, during this, this year was, like, our relationship with God, like, we just had to have faith. Um, and I'm a huge believer in it doesn't, it doesn't take two in a relationship. It takes three. So, um, it came to the realization too, like we have to, you know, he would remind me like, pray about it. I'd remind him like, just pray about it. And then, you know, we would we'd be praying for each other and whatnot, but then it came down to us. Like we need to be vulnerable with each other. We need to pray for each other to overcome like these obstacles in our life. That's amazing. I love that thing. Like that, that like warms my heart, just knowing that, you know, you guys have that very strong connection with each other and you incorporate like not just fitness, but, you know, like God and everything like that. Um, What would you, what kind of, what would you say would be the greatest lesson that you've learned this year? And if you can give advice to my listeners, whether they are in a relationship, single, or even wanting to start a business, what would that be? Um, have faith that as long as you are staying in a positive mindset, everything will work out because I believe in, uh, the law of attraction and what you put out into the universe, you get back. So, I mean, I've never heard of anyone, uh, having a, I've never heard of anyone having just like a terrible, uh, like life and while being so positive, like. Every single time in my life that I've always tried to like consciously remain positive throughout negative situations, things have worked out. Like we've been in like a hole, like we've been in a hole before. And at first it really got the best of us to where we were just like walking around all sappy and depressed. But then after a while we got through it and we learned that as long as we stayed in a positive mindset that we'll get through it. There were times where we were just like in a rut where other people were panicked. We were joking about it. We literally thought we were gonna like, <laughs> we were gonna end up staying in Texas. We were like, all right, are we gonna go live with your mom? We're we gonna go live with my mom. Like, where are we going? What's gonna happen? Like, so it, it got pretty scary. But, yeah, yeah. Then after a while, we, I mean, we learned that every situation, like we got through it as long as we took the the uh, right steps and remained positive. And then since then, it's kind of just like it's hard to even. Um, worry over anything when things have worked out before it's like what's the point of worrying like things have worked out so what are we what are we stressing for it's just mm-hmm. that's where like the, the blessing of having your own business comes in because as long as hard as you work that's as good as you're going to do with the uh, business so what you put into it is what you're going to get out that's with anything but being an entrepreneur you really um get to put that into your lifestyle because that's just how it is the more people you reach out to, the more people's lives you change, they're going to refer more people to you, and then you're just going to change their life, and then you change their life, it's going to make you happy, and then you know that you're a positive influence of someone, and I mean, quite literally, you're like, you can't change the world, but I mean, you're definitely putting your, uh, putting your best effort into it, and that's where it all starts, It's how you affect other people, and how it makes you feel as a person. That's awesome. I 
thank you both for just sharing your story with my listeners and with me. I really do appreciate you both being vulnerable and trusting to just let me know a little bit about your life and let me in on how amazing your relationship is. I, like I said, I'm a full supporter of you guys' business. I think what you guys are doing is amazing, not just for yourselves, but you're impacting the lives of other people. And like you said, Aaron, like what you put in is what you get out of it. And I see y'all's hard work. I see how dedicated and passionate you both are. And I just send a lot of love and positive energy your way because y'all both deserve it. So thank you. We want to say thank you to you because what you're doing through this podcast and, you know, just these questions, um, it's good for us to reevaluate and to talk and be open about what we have gone through because it is more motivation. And and uh, this is honestly, it's a growing experience for us. So we really appreciate you taking the time to, to ask us these questions because we need to, you know, we always say focus on the focus on the now, um, but sometimes you do, you need to take a step back and you need to actually look at like what you've gone through and how you've grown and how you're going to grow more together. So thank you. No problem, guys. All right, everyone, that is the end of this week's episode. I hope all of you guys enjoyed it. I truly enjoyed interviewing Aaron and Kaylin. They are two amazing people that have just an amazing business and I just send a lot of positive energy their way and again I just thank them both for coming on and sharing their insight with all of you hopefully it was all inspiring to some of you that are currently in a relationship or are thinking of starting a business and if you want to keep up with them I will put all of their social medias in the description box shower them with love with positive energy and comments and as always we're going to end this week's episode with some positive affirmations I believe in me I am successful I accept myself unconditionally I choose to be happy and completely love myself today. I deserve love, compassion, and empathy. Thank you so much, guys, and I will see you on next week's episode.